Omis, welcome to News of the Week. I'm your host, Mark Eleven, and with me this week is a special guest host, Mugen. How are you going, Mugen? Going great, Mark. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, it's good to be here. DK's flat out. He's like coming up with some galaxy brain compensation model that he's been tinkering with and he's been doing like lots of meetings and then uh, he's busy like getting ready for the grants the grants committee there's a lot of work happening there uh, in case the proposal passes I think that's up on the snapshot now is it I don't think it's on snapshot yet but it's up on the forum I think there's a couple more days yeah yeah so let's kick off with ohm stats we'll just quickly run through them here ohm is a very cheap not financial advice 575 dollars per an ohm the market cap at the moment is three billion one hundred forty two million five hundred thirty seven thousand dollars backing per an ohm is sitting at 136 dollars and 64 cents the current index is 41.42 and editorial was uh, about the uh, Proteus program, which kicked off this week, along with Geome, which is the new version of Wrap State Dome. It's Wrap State Dome, but it's now the governance token. So this will be able to allow you to participate in governance. Uh, if you have, we'll cover this more in the newsletter, but if you have State Dome now and you know gas fees are too expensive to migrate, Perfectly fine to just chill with State Dome. Eventually, you do want to like migrate across because more and more products that you use, like borrowing and lending, are going to be starting to use Geome rather than State Dome just because it's easier to deal with. And it's going to be the like pristine token that is used for governance in the protocol as well. So on the first day, we were over on Avalanche with like $12 million in Geome AVAX on day one. And that's like very healthy. Obviously, you can go get a good price there because if the price is sort of not reflecting the actual value of the Geome, then someone's going to come along and arbitrage that profit opportunity by putting some geome in or some avex on the other side. So this is quite big because we're going to see this rolled out to Arbitrum, Phantom, Moon River, Solana, all the chains. Chains, wherever there's users, geome will be. So it's really great for users because they can grab some geome and then they're 3-3. They're fully staked in. Go view it on the website or tell them what their balance is. They'll be able to see the geome that they have going up in value because geome goes up in value, it doesn't increase in its supply because it works a little bit differently. And this we'll see like a lot of protocols take Geome into their treasury. So of course, we've had like lots of partners from all these different chains saying, well, when can we get Ohm into our treasury? You know, that's what we want. We don't want this USD or this, you know, AVAX or Phantom or whatever they want. They want the most pristine asset they can have, which is Geome. So expect to see a lot of treasury purchases coming our way. And also they want to participate in Ohm governance, right? Because it's very important to have a seat at the table. A couple more bits and pieces on that throughout the newsletter. Uh, There's a cool Hard Rock Nick, who's this kind of cameo actor. You can like send him things and he'll like say them in a really compelling manner. It's kind of a meme on Twitter. And Zeus had one for cross-change liquidity from Hard Rock Nick, which is very funny. You can build in the newsletter. 
listen out for it. Then we had Olympus Pro. We had two cohorts come through last week, which were the non-fungible Thanksgiving cohort and the Avalanche cohort one. Do you want to tell us about these, Mugen? So the first cohort is on Ethereum and we had Blackpool. Blackpool is kind of cool, it seems. It's a DAO that... They take in NFTs, right? Yeah, they, they take in NFTs and allow their community to invest in gaming and art NFTs. Yeah, sort of indirectly, right? Yeah. yeah. You purchase the token, yeah. Yeah, and then there's Divine DAO, which it looks like it's kind of built on top of the uh, loot NFTs. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. And then Bato is an artist. They kind of take um, community input and then they train their algorithm and it generates different art over time. Kind of cool. Check them out, guys. Yeah, that's um, cool. And then the next cohort was the Avalanche cohort. So we had a few come out here. The first was Pangolin, which is uh, a DEX on Avalanche. Growth DeFi. Yeah, so they, you kind of, everyone puts their money together and then they kind of have these insured yielding opportunities. So it's kind of like everyone shares the risk exposure, but then they also all share the upside. So it's kind of like, um, you know, pooling your risk, but also pooling your reward. It's a very cool very little cool. protocol. And then there is Benchy. Benchy is a liquidity market protocol. You can lend, borrow, and earn interest on assets you put in there. And then lastly was Yieldiac, which is a LP farm DEX type thing. Yeah, I think they do like cross-chain, right? So they're like trying to Yeah, I think so. Of, yeah, like if there's a better yield on a different chain, then they'll go like farm that with the tokens. Pretty cool. Mm, interesting. Cool. Yeah, and then we had the Proteus and Migration AMA. Previously mentioned like a bit of this before. So Zeus, Wattle, Abapup, and Jala. Abapup and Jala. Abapup's the one of the strategos for the policy team, and Jala is one of the um, policy. Well, Jala does pretty much everything. He's <laughs> a big workhorse for the DAO, uh, but he's in the treasury management team, and he's kind of been contributing a lot to the rollout of Proteus and how that works and sort of how we're going to make sure that it's delivering the best outcomes for Olympus as a protocol. And then 800 Omis turned up in the audience. It was like very well attended. Everyone's pretty excited for it and wants to know what's going on. A lot of it was discussing sort of what Geome is, which we went through before, which is this the sort of new version of Wrap State Dome which also has the governance rights. And this is just for cross-chain liquidity because it's very difficult to get people to want to buy Ohm because you have to stake it on Ethereum. So if it's already staked in the token, you can then buy it across chain and then be fully bought into Ohm and 3.3. So you can now view that on our website, on Avalanche, and they're rolling out that as they go. So people are able to check their balances of Geom and see how much um, it is per the index. So if you want to know how much your Geom is worth, head to the dashboard on the website and it will tell you the current Ohm index and then you can, and the, the price of that, and then you can times the sort of amount of Geom you have by the index price, which I think is about 30,000 now. Yeah, we said it before. And then that's how much your Geom is worth. So Geom will go up 
in value. It won't go up in supply and you can use it for voting in the Olympus governance. So yeah, they first rolled out on Avalanche, but they're going across to all the chains where there are users. I think next up we can expect Phantom, Arbitrum, and then followed by Moon River and Solana. But then, you know, wherever there are users, Olympus Geom will be, right? So that's what's sort of on the cards and then they're going to do it pretty in pretty rapid succession and then they have these ohm rewards for people who are like taking their gm across and you can get involved in that we'll mention more on that later in the twitter thread of the week but yes that was very cool to see zeus come down from olympus and let us know like his thinking and answer a lot of questions about that then next item we had was this olympus bond mishap Do you want to tell us about this? This is like pretty like unfortunate, but also like there's a funny element to it as well, right? Uh, Big oops here. This one wasn't good. But essentially there was a mix up on the bonds. They thought the um, Ohm Dai bond had been closed out, but it was not. And so it looks like someone kind of just sat there and waited for the Ohm did the the discount of the bond to get really high and they made a nice $1.3 million profit, which is pretty crazy. Not, (laughs) not, not a good look, but you know, you live, you learn. Yeah. And then, but, but that was kind of not the, um, three, three was the best strategy and they didn't take three, three, right? Because um, sometimes your greed gets the better of you. So actually (laughs) what they could have done instead of us, sniping the bond was they actually could have made more money if they just would have reported it to the bug bounty and they would have made what an extra two million dollars from reporting to the bug bounty and been like a hero with like a lot of social credit as well so exactly yeah yeah just yeah i mean like but yeah i think so anyone could have done this right um but the dow um team has gone in and looked at how it happened and then they've put a new mechanism in place to make sure like that doesn't happen again it's unfortunate obviously like you want to be super careful with the protocol's money and it's not a good look but yeah um unfortunately it happened uh and Hopefully the new systems will make sure it doesn't happen again. But yeah, there's that big incentive there, right? To make sure people are looking at the protocol because there's this big bounty that you can get from finding problems with it, which this person didn't do. Yeah, the ultimate um, negative three right there, right? Yeah, it's like minus three, minus three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three, three, that's dumb. And I think it's worth uh, just saying real quick, just to reiterate, there were never any funds of the treasury at risk. It was only for this bond. So there's no way anyone could have like siphon any funds or anything like that I think from that's the treasury yeah. yeah yeah exactly so the strategic asset whitelist oip 51 this uh passed i think over 99 percent of people were in support so this is the approving of the treasury team to sort of roll out bonds for these uh, acquiring these different assets that are seen as strategically important so not necessarily all of these will be bonded but they are sort of all been whitelisted as pre-approved by the community for the treasury to like focus on and then the treasury team's got to manage it you know in the best outcome for the protocol and how to acquire them so we don't want to say oh we're going to you know bond in you know 10 million dollars of toke because then people might 
sort of go and buy toke and sort of dump it <laughs> on us and we'll have to pay a higher price. So yeah, so the treasury team's going to work out sort of the optimal strategy and the sort of priorities for those. And they are toke, curve, convex, tribe, frax, fxs, rgt, maker, uh, eth and liquidity. Uh, and for example, tribe and RGT are like proposed to be merged. So they'll just have the tribe token then. So like, obviously, like e even even now we can see that it's like pretty unlikely that we're going to be bonding in RGT. So, and then just an update on the CVX bond program, which was approved by a previous OIP because it was seen as like very important that we get on top of that one uh, straight away, and we've already bonded in as at the time of the dispatch, eighteen point five million dollars worth of CVX bonds, and I think we're going to see the an announcement about the strategy and kind of which pools we're boosting for that CVX as we're moving forward. And then next up, we had add a UST to the Treasury. What's this UST? Do you want to tell us about this one, Mugen? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been excited for this one for a while. So UST is Terra USD. It's the native stable coin of Terra. And it's pretty cool. It's fully decentralized. Um, there's no backing. So something like USDC has supposedly has uh, dollars backing it. Tether has like dollars, assets, securities backing it, debt, whatever. But with UST, there's no backing. And so the way it maintains its peg of $1 is there is arbitrage between Luna, the native token of Terra, and UST. So if UST goes above $1, you can burn UST for Luna and make a profit off the uh, difference. Or if it goes below $1, you can burn Luna for UST and make a profit off the difference. Mm, okay. um, so... This is good, I think, because it's a fully decentralized stablecoin, and you know there's there's some risk involved with with the more centralized stablecoins. Even something like Dai, right, has is partially backed by USDC, so it kind of leaves it a little exposed to any problems or regulations that could possibly happen with USDC. So I think yeah. it's good to uh, spread out our our stablecoins and have a lot of different options because that spreads out risk for the protocol. Yeah, and it's cool to see like the collab of Terra also taking in $1 million worth of Ohm across one month, kind of aligning the communities. And I think this one's been important, right? Because there is a big part of the Ohm community that is deep in the Luna ecosystem. And it's it's important to see, for them to see that they are heard and to feel validated that, that Olympus is listening to them, that they think this is a great asset to hold. So that'll be targeting sort of 3.3% of risk-free value, but, you know, that'll happen over time. And it's capped at a ceiling of 5%, obviously, because we don't want too much exposure to one particular type of asset we want to be like a wide basket so that people can have lots of confidence that you know sort of the failure of one sort of asset isn't going to affect the value of ohm too much obviously we don't expect <laughs> any of the protocols that we're taking into our treasury to sort of fail but you know it is it is something that is possible execute dow swap with frax finance oip 53 this will come up as relevant in our omi of the week but uh this is oip 53 which is sort of 
uh, approved the negotiations originally in OIP 19 for the DAO to go out and start talking to other protocols about doing DAO treasury swaps. So with this one, we're going to take in $3 million worth of own and Frax is going to give us $3 million worth of FXS. And it's like over a 30 day time weighted average price. So everyone can have like confidence that the price is, you know, very fair to both parties. And the intention here is to lock the FXS as a voting escrow FXS or VE FXS. And then we can take part in the FRAX governance and the VE FXS lets you sort of uh, vote for FRAX rewards in the same way like that Curve does to different like uh, approved pools, which are in the FRAX sort of uh, pooling ecosystem. So very cool to see. And then we had stablecoin farming amendment proposal, OIP 54. Do you want to tell us about this one, Mugen? Yeah, so this one was done by um, longtime OMI and treasury contributor JSON. And so what this will do is it will seek to use 50% of our excess stablecoin reserves. And they'll be put into whitelisted protocols, and it seeks to also whitelist Rari, who's not whitelisted at the moment. And so what we'll do with these is we'll use our, our reserves to farm them, and the intention is to kind of create other revenue streams for Olympus other than focusing so heavily on bonding. So as the protocol grows, we want to have other options to kind of increase our RFP. So this should be a big step in that and you can start building up that RFP and get other ways to back home. Yeah, definitely. So it's really important for extending out our runway, right? Because if we can have this income, then we don't have to yeah, rely on sort of people bonding in the stable coins and the uh, different strategic assets that we're focused on uh, in order to build up the value of the treasury you know as much as as much yield as we can get is great but we have to do it in like a safe manner and we're slowly sort of rolling it out uh, just making sure we're being very careful with treasury funds and i'm fully supportive of this uh, proposal and excited to see it get up on the forum Next up, we had Ollie Zaps. Just quickly, Ollie Zaps is a sort of one-click button. You can like come to the protocol page and then hit one button and then it'll do like a bunch of transactions in one sort of confirmation in the background with your wallet to go straight from any asset into Ohm. Well, any supported asset, obviously, is going to have like, you know, just, just going to have like the ones with like, you know, a lot of liquidity, like USDC, DAI, you know, all them. So you can sort of go in and then it'll do straight to stake dome in one step, which is uh, very useful for uh, people operating on Ethereum. But uh, if you're on another chain, you know, you just buy Geom and you'd be straight in as well. So it's a cool little function and is built by one of the contributors from the Zappa team. Uh, Zappa is a wallet viewer. I use it myself. I think it's very handy. You can see all your balances and like stuff you forgot you had <laughs> sometimes. Who is also an OMI, this person. And so they built built out this little widget for us, which is great. And then we have Beware of Fake Accounts. Do you want to tell us about this one, Yugen? Yeah, so unfortunately, there's some more scammers out there. This time, it's popping up on Instagram. So, Omis, we do not have an Instagram. Do not go here. Do not click any links here. This has been a problem we've been fighting for a while now. Previously, it was 
I think it's still around, but there's the fake web apps. And so just remember that all the official accounts will always be linked by Olympus. They'll be within the server. There will be official announcements for all this stuff. Yeah, don't click on any DMs <laughs> and there's no Instagram account. So don't click on anything there either. The Lobi airdrop for the Omis, this is this Lobus protocol, which sort of passed through our governance and they said, hey, we want to like align with you and launch this like protocol, which is, you know, focused on collecting tokens and democratizing uh, sort of governance. So they're not interested in building up any like stable coins or ETH or AVAX or any of these other sort of native tokens to these L1 chains. Um, so the details were if you were OIP 151844 voter, uh, then you got a uh, airdrop. And OIP 5044, originally that was the um, proposal that approved Lobus, and they were only going to give the token to the people who voted yes. Uh, but then they sort of went back and reflected on it and listened to the community and they said, well, actually anyone who participated in that uh, governance decision uh, can receive the airdrop. And then they also sent it to early Discord users, server boosters, people who help with translating or making memes on their Discord server. And if you head to their website uh, and you connect your wallet, if that wallet is eligible, a claim button will appear in the top right-hand corner and you can click it to grab your airdrop. Uh, Olympus times mover by earn straight from a debit card. What's what's this one about, Mugen? Yeah, I like this. So if you're in Europe now, through Mover DAO, you'll be able to purchase OM directly with the debit card straight into your wallet. So I think this stuff is really cool. I think uh, anything that kind of helps onboard people and makes it easier to um, get OM or any token for that matter is a, is a cool thing yeah, to do. I like definitely. this. And then we had the Twitter thread, which was the Proteus Explainer. So this just takes you through how to participate in these um, liquidity mining. So you get some own for providing. Currently, it's just on Avalanche, but next week we'll see hopefully Phantom and Arbitrum. And this will tell you how to sort of participate. And you can go, if you have some like Avalanche token, you can pair it with Geome that you bridge from Ethereum mainnet and then you can receive these own rewards paid directly to your wallet. So the well, you have to claim them, obviously, through the Trader Joe front end at the moment. And I think it's like 38% APR per year that you would get. So yeah, we're seeing like quite a lot of liquidity over there to begin with, which is great. And then we had Omi of the Week. It's uh, back with Frax Finance. So it's kind of celebration of our protocols sort of bonding together with that $3 million DAO swap FXS for Ohm, but also recognizing that Sam, the founder of Frax, has been a big part of the Omi community. Uh, and uh, Omi himself, but also Frax as a protocol, was the first protocol to sort of buy Ohm. And I think they have like, they're the largest protocol holder of Ohm. And he's previously been a uh, speaker at our FOMO events, and he's always uh, finding ways to uh, collab or provide advice to our DAO contributors. So, yeah, congratulations to Frax and Sam, their founder, and they're the Omi of the week this week. Omi profile. Who's who's this? One? This is a rerun, right, Mugen? Yeah, we got a rerun here. So the Omi we had lined up to um, do the profile this week was not able. So we sometimes we do these reruns. And it is uh, Cartesius. 
So Cartesius kind of used to be a mainstay of uh, Off Topic, and he's a longtime Omi. I actually really like these um, reruns because, I mean, you can... Cartesius has been around for a long time, so you can kind of read them and you get like this cool sense of like what they were thinking, like when the Tao was still young. So this one was only like a couple months in. And so it's kind of cool to see this. Yeah. And they have, uh, they've made some video and they're like, which is hard, hard rock Nick meme guy. And he's like, who is this Cartesius? Like if you were in any protocol, like Cartesius is always in the discord server before you are like, you can't front run him. He's like, very knowledgeable and like here like when you he like can write in memes it's like a very cool talent he has but yeah one of our favorite omis cartesis good to good to have him on the rerun and then meme of the week this week ohm everywhere by fluid sonic 99 this is sort of woody and buzz from toy story and buzz is saying ohm ohm everywhere um, and it's this like play on the Proteus program that like there's just going to be geom everywhere and sort of it's spelling trouble for like <laughs> some of these forks which are trying to compete with Olympus because uh, we're going to see uh, a lot of protocols want to like slurp up the geom right into their treasuries because it's like a very desirable asset not only for users but also for other DAOs. State of the DAO. This is the weekly update we do about some examples of the stuff that's going on in the DAO. Obviously, it's not everything. Uh, the DAO's super busy, but it does give you a little bit of an insight into sort of what the teams are doing, opportunities to contribute. Every OMI is entitled to come and join the DAO and contribute and receive compensation for the contribution. If you head over to the DAO, you can click the DAO Start Here channel, select a role that you might be interested in, and then head to that section and sort of uh, introduce yourself and sort of tell tell them about your skills and how you might help. And then you can have a discussion with the OMIs there about how you can slot into the DAO. A good way to start is to just work out when the date the weekly stand-up is, come to the stand-up, introduce yourself, and then see what what contributions might be on the table, or you might have your own project to suggest something you've been thinking about. That's how Agora started. We went to the DAO and we said, we want to build a newsletter. And now we run a couple of things each week and we try our very best to keep the Omis informed bits of the week. This week, Mugen, what's been on your mind? This week, been a busy week, a lot of design. It's all going good, but kind of what I've been thinking about a lot is um, playgrounds. So for the Omis that don't know, Olympus Playgrounds is a is a simulation and learning application that was custom built for Olympus. And so basically what we did was we took all the um, old calculators that kind of the OG Omis had made and like made on the spreadsheets. And we wanted to expand on this and put them all in one kind of nice, convenient place with a cool UI and stuff like that. So we released Playgrounds, well, I think it's two months ago now. And since release, we've been doing a crossed out collaboration with Klima to uh, release Klima Playgrounds. So right now the, the code's getting wrapped up on that. We had to like basically rebuild the entire app because we moved it to a new framework. And so we're going to launch V2 as well as Klima, 
uh, Klima Playgrounds. So pretty excited for that. Since the code's about done, the design is really starting to ramp up for me on that. So that's been fun trying to like create new designs on kind of like Klima's brand. And, and yeah, like Playgrounds, is, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Next, we're going to be rolling out um, classrooms. Oh, so good. after Klima launches, yeah, I mean, this is hopefully our goal is to kind of like create a decentralized education platform in the long nice. run. So there's going to be diploma. You'll be able to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kind of like exactly like so we'll be making NFTs or popes and there will be there'll be like learning pages. And so you can go through and you can learn and then it'll be a quiz. And if you can pass the quiz, you get a NFT for that, for that section and it'll be tiered. And so the idea is to start like very, very small with like absolute basics of blockchain. You know, what is a blockchain? How do you use MetaMask, whatever. And then eventually you'll be able to work up to policy level understandings and do tests here. And so the hope is kind of like these NFTs exist on your wallet and they are a signal to maybe Olympus policy team that you actually know what you're talking yeah. about. Kind could, of a credentials. It could be way. like a, before you're on board, you can like learn about each team and how they work and stuff. That sounds really cool, Megan. Yeah, really excited. We have uh, quite a few educators approaching us now too. So it'll be cool once we start get going on it, trying to see what it yeah. becomes. We have a lot of big yeah, ideas. All right. so. well, yeah, that could be <laughs> that could be like uh disrupt the whole education industry. It's all gotta start somewhere, right? This is um, the hope. How about how about you though, Mark? What do you uh got going uh, this week? yeah, I mean I've just been thinking about and like I've put a put a few like comments out about it. Um the OIP fifty, which is this sort of um proposal to uh, ban they say well, use the word ban, but it's like not permit uh, the treasury to um, use DAO funds for um, charitable giving. Um, and that's this was kicked off originally by OIP 46, which was put up by one of the DAO contributors to say, oh, we've got Tai Chi, which is this um, technology which you can use to sort of send your rebases to a different address. Um, and it's like a good way for like charitable giving and fundraising and stuff. So there was originally like a proposal to like uh, show it off and like use some DAO ohm to like direct it towards like, you know, good causes. Uh, they had like 300,000 to Gitcoin, 100,000 to uh, like in a partnership with Klima to some uh Edgy, well, environmental sort of stuff and then like some to like a life extension resource with this like foundation that Vitalik Buterin is part of who's the founder of Ethereum <clears throat> so that wasn't like the community was a bit like oh we don't know about this uh, a lot of people like felt very strongly that DAO funds should be like built used to focus on building Olympus um, and like if you wanted to do charitable giving, you should like use your own money to do that, which I think is very fair. I think the original sort of authors thought it wouldn't be very controversial because it like 
in the scheme of DAO funds, it's not that much money. And it was kind of this like promotional thing as well. But I think the community was just really worried about like setting a precedent, you know, like, oh, if, if we're going to fund this stuff, what else are we going to fund? And then eventually, like, you know, you, you will find ourselves funding stuff that a lot of our community like kind of didn't agree with at all. So in response to this, someone put up a proposal to say, oh, let's have this like super strict framework for sort of charitable giving or ban it all together. And then the most popular option was let's just, you know, put the brakes on it and ban it until like, until we want to use it. Um, but the language of the proposal was like, oh, we just got this carte blanche ban on using, you know, DAO funds in the treasury to like fund charitable causes and then it had the definition of charity. But like, I think a lot of people were like, well, whoa, what if we want to do something in future? Like maybe we do, we don't want to bind ourselves forever. So just like, I think it's really good because it focuses on governance, but the passing of this proposal won't actually change anything, right? Because you need to have approval from community governance to spend DAO treasury on unapproved purposes. And currently there's no approval for spending it on charitable giving. So it just leaves us in the same situation we are now that you do have to come and make a proposal to spend money on charitable giving and you could you could propose a thing tomorrow that said you know let's give some money to charity and overturn oip 50 and then if that passed then that would be you know supersede oip 50 obviously so i'm actually not like i don't think it's a big deal i think it's a strong signal from the community that they before anything kind of gets spent by the treasury we really need to have everyone on board right with it um that money should be spent and i think like there's a lot of people who agree with like the kind of giving of the money but they're like well let's just try and like let's make sure everyone's on board before we do it so i'm not worried about this proposal at all i don't think it changes anything but i have seen like a lot of inflammatory language on like the discord and twitter like because people are super passionate about it and they feel like the whole mission of ohm is under attack and then on the other side people are like well why are you like banning this forever uh and i think it's like a like most of it's a lack of under like lack of understanding on the other side of the table and people are super passionate about olympus and they're scared that it won't be successful or that doing this will sort of um bring us into like with a bad reputation um so yeah i just think just when you are talking about it like everyone wants the best for the protocol and you know like everyone's really passionate about olympus and that's why we all love it so much so just be really careful like because a word out of place can like put someone off for like you know ever and that might be the most important omi that like builds the best thing that makes us you know the most successful in what we want to set out to achieve which is to like be a safe harbor for people to be able to sort of have this um this decentralized reserve currency which means you can put your money into it and you can know that you're not going to have like some nation state sort of sort of tax you by inflation out from underneath you and um it's we do have this shared vision that you know we're kind and cooperative with each other so just i, I really hope everyone keeps that in mind like for you know these are people and a lot of people there's a lot of people who give so much to the protocol and like 
we need really need to be respectful of each other because you know that's that's what we're here for we're here for ohm and olympus but we're also here for the, the omis and each other so uh yeah if if everyone um i would like plead with them to like just be careful and not like try not to use like emotionally charged language because i think everyone does want the best for the protocol so sorry for that long rant um but yeah i'm just i'm a little like you know worried for people and i just i just hope that everyone can kind of see see each other you know in the best light because i think i think everything in this discussion is coming from a good place on both sides and i don't think the actual proposal matters in terms of what the outcome is it's just a social signal on one side to be really careful with the funds of the treasury and on the other side to like not close off ever sort of doing something charitable if there's something that everyone in the community can agree on like in the future and that you know some people are like well why make it a proposal if it doesn't if it's sort of not <laughs> not going to bind us into the future like it just sends a strong signal that we're sort of greedy or whatever but yeah i think there's yeah, good arguments on both sides and i think both sides coming from a good place so just try and try and show each other some love guys um and that's it from me so it's, uh, <laughs> i think um i think uh honestly the the proposal i the reaction to it i don't think is equal i think it just kind of started getting spread on twitter and you know how that stuff goes like it just started getting blown out of proportion yeah it's not a great so, place yeah. to have a debate twitter <laughs> exactly yeah and i you know like through text and chats and stuff like a lot of the context gets lost or things can be misinterpreted easy, yeah, exactly. right? So, All right, Omis. Sorry <laughs> sorry to like kick on for like an extra 10 minutes. Uh, but yeah, let's... Uh, we'll have spaces next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time and Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And then we've also got an interview coming out with Redacted. They're going to launch in a week or two. They've been a bit cagey. That's kind of on brand for them. But that'll be coming out early next week. And as always, we'll be having some more uh, Agora TV to uh, sort of get you up to date, ready for migration and any questions you might have. And we'll also be rolling out our Christmas graphics. Mugen, you've been designing these. How are they looking? Yeah, they're looking good. I'm, I'm happy with them. I think they're uh, very playful. They're fun. <laughs> they're they're kind of funny. Like I yeah. Think, yeah, I'm excited for everyone to see them. Cool. All right, we'll catch you next week, Omis. Yeah, thank you, Omis. Thanks for having me, Mark. Speak soon.